Hello? This is old man. I had returned after a sabbatical in the slums of Baltimore. I am pleased to present to you Mr. Nibbunziella, His Excellency Justin Waddell, and the Ku Klux Klan's own Stephen Murphy. Now, enjoy the newest installment of the Chug Podcast. Kept afloat by Michael Robinson, it fully intends to fuck your asshole raw. quick question for you guys. Could any of you people explain Phantasm to me? I've been trying to have people all week long explain what the hell is the appeal of <clears throat> Phantasm 1 through 4, where the hell you want to call those movies. And so far all I've been getting is those silver balls, several, I can't talk, those silver balls with little daggers in them are pretty fucking awesome. But if you could please explain the appeal of the tall man, Reggie Bannister, and all those other assholes to me, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. This is a response to Anderson's voicemail. Spit, spit it out, my brother. I, Here, too, am a fan of the Civiler did balls. You, <laughs> did you hear him having trouble there? <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> whenever you, hey, whenever you, Grace, when you, do you, don't you get starstruck? Explain, explain the sliver, explain the, <laughs> explain the sliver, explain the, sli- explain the. <laughs> do, don't you get starstruck, though, when you're. Oh, is Why are you making fun of our only listener? Okay, here's the deal. Well, we have proof that there are more, but. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a very I'm good question. The great phantasm. thing is. We just Let, allow allow us to tell you why Phantasm is great. The silver balls are indeed brilliant, but here's the thing: Do you realize that those silver balls have crushed up men in them, and that <laughs> the tall man's planet? Yes, a planet. It's not. It's not like an alternate reality. He has his own little planet. What happens is when you go there as a man, you are squashed down to midgetry, but, and but don't some you of you lucky b- bastards get to be put into spheres. But don't you access that planet by walking through a door? In you the walk mausoleum? through two bars. You walk through two metal poles. Yeah, it's but not it's really a, a door. Planet, though. It's an alternate universe, right? It's yeah, but it's it's like it's like the rugged surface of a barren planet. Oh, okay, well, you know that, that's that's pretty cool though. Why would you not like Phantasm then? If you all you have to do is walk into a mausoleum, go through two bars, and boom. Here's why Phantasm. Here's when you know Phantasm's great. When uh, Angus Grimm uh, decides to carry the coffin out all by himself, he's like. I'm going to handle this one by my lonesome. He, and he opens up the uh, back door of the hearse, grabs the uh, coffin. You're waiting for some guys to come help him. And he's like, fuck that. I'm Angus Grimm, and I'm from another planet. Here, you watch know, this. And you know what's great also is little Jimmy Legros in the second one. James Legros played the yeah. Michael Baldwin character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't get Michael Baldwin back for that, but they got him back for, the thir- I think, the rest of the series. Anderson, first of all, here's what you have to understand. When Phantasm came out, I think it was 79, uh, tell me how many other films have scenes where a guy's finger gets off and it becomes like a, a giant fly. Is that what happens? The yeah, first one? I can't he, remember the first one too well. Uh, he, they slam the door on the tall man's hand, uh, and his finger comes off, and Michael Baldwin's character gets the finger. They put it in a box, and then later on, the box is making noise, and he opens it up, and it's become like this flying beast. Let me ask you something. Wasn't there uh, something about the fact that Phantasm was filmed before 79, earlier, but it was delayed? And right. there was something about the Jawas in Star Wars ripped them off? Yeah, there was There was like a bone of contention of some sort. Yeah, the Phantasm was filmed like in, uh, around the same time as yeah, his Star Wars. Yeah, his little... His, uh, it was delayed Tom for two years. The Tom Man's henchmen do look like Jawas. They do bit. look like Jawas. They're in burlap coats just like those little and sons And Angus Grimm, before he was an actor, wrote the liner notes for the American releases of the Beatles Okay, albums. this is... Uh, yes, that's great, Steve. Why it would you not really like apply. Phantasm? What? But then there's also the scene... There's a great scene in Phantasm where... The, he's hiding under the car and, and the bad guys are looking for him and uh, he's got a hammer and uh, he sees he sees footsteps fo- he sees feet like underneath the car and he nails it with the hammer and it goes don't and they hear ow and it's Reggie Bannister oh, he's got his- a great score uh, 
Was it Richard Band? Did I don't do think Phantasm? so. I don't think so. Um, it's not but the second one reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, it's the like four they, barrel shotgun. Yeah, they really kind of cribbed a little Evil Dead Two, but it's, it's a pretty fun movie. No, I, I mean, and honestly, one of the things that make those movies so good is that they have a really good balance of humor and comedy and gore. And no humor, and, humor and com- of horror and comedy, and and. and uh, and there's there's like it's its own thing. There's nothing else like it. Plus Angus Grimm is fucked. I mean, he's always been like seventy three since <laughs> and, this movie and started. And Reggie Bannister well is said. a balding, ponytailed, denim clad, older guy. That mm-hmm. is not your typical action hero. I mean, everything about Phantasm is kind of like uh, setting setting its own kind of path. And uh, Co- uh, Coscarelli, as yeah, I said, he did all of them, correct? He he did the second one. the the sec The second one is where the last good one, I think. Though the, the third one showed the the constraints of budget, and I think they also they had to get the the uh, black martial arts girl into that, the trash talking, and she was totally an annoying. They had and she kid, did four. They did four of them though. Yeah, well, I'm saying, and the kid, and they had a kid in there too. They had a kid. Three was the worst. Four they tried, but their budget was horrible. They had Michael Baldwin back. They tried to make it like the other Phantasm. Yeah. And the great thing about the Phantasm movies, another thing they share with the Evil Dead movies. It's like they almost do a remake of the first film in the first scene. Okay. It's like it's yeah. like, hey, here's what came before. Yeah, ah, it's fun. Phantasm's great. Uh, and they're always rumored there. He always wants to do the fifth one, right? Didn't but Roger Avery for a while want to do? Yeah, I think he now went. now they're going to do uh, the, he's working on the Bubba Hotep too, right? Yeah, and then there's a re- they're doing a remake of Phantasm. What there's you, a remake of Phantasm in the works. He's doing it. Cross no, Carolina? no, no. That well, was a good first. Call. I'm surprised that there's yeah. a remake happening. No, but honestly, I mean, uh, it's it's. I guess a lot of it has to do with how you came up. Like if you were if you were like like our age when we were when Phantasm came up, it was the only thing of its kind. And I remember my my mom showed that movie to me. Yeah, it was like really notorious. My both of my parents like it was like it was like this 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 kind of this subversive movie they wanted to show me. It's funny though if you watch it now, it's so it's such a seventies flick. Steve was saying it it was on the shelves for a while, but um. I mean, they're rocking some sweet bell bombs in that movie. I mean, they're, you oh, know what I'm saying? They got some crazy the mo- tunes facial they hair. Play. Isn't there a scene where, where Bannister and some other kids sitting on the, the porch well, the playing other, The music? older brother. Right. The older yeah. brother. That's the song, I think, that the Bannister wrote. Yeah. Is, that's the, be- is it music? the beginning? And, yeah. And, and he was an ice cream man, and that's also not something you see in, a, in an action A rock and roll ice cream man. Does that, does that start out like a little, the, fan, the first one, a little sex in the cemetery? Isn't that how the first one starts? It might. Mayhap. Because that's always a good w- way to start a movie. So let me ask you, because he was an ice cream man, was he, and he was a it's guitarist. It's all the way to get started Friday night. That's, you know. Yeah. He was an ice cream man and a guitarist. Was he serving out some uh, some rocky road? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next caller. Hello, Chud. This is Nick from Los Angeles. I'm calling to leave you guys a voicemail question, because apparently you guys are getting fully interactive, which is a good thing. It promotes harmony between people my question for you is this what do you guys think about the craziness with the transformers i'm talking about with uh michael bay uh you guys know is directing the thing uh uh, making all the adjustments to the franchise now me i'm not a transformers fan but i'm excited to see giant robots battle each other um but apparently a lot of people aren't excited about robots battling each other because they made them look different than they were in, like, 1982. So, anyways, that's my question. Love the site. And I don't know why everybody hates Devin, because I think he's pretty cool, and I think he's a good writer. All right? Have a good day. Bye-bye. That sounds like a fantastic. All right. You have a good name, Nick, you fucking Nick. Um, Nick from L.A., though. He's the only one in L.A. Well, that will be easy to track him down, right? Are you sure it wasn't Devin? It sounded like, like Devin, because he likes himself. Over. 
Yeah. Like, and that Devin guy, he's he's fucking great. Um, I think if he this guy can, he said he likes to see robots battling each other. Mm-hmm. He can go run. Uh, I don't know if they have it on DVD yet, but a little little movie called Robot Jocks. It is on DVD. Uh, it says a warm up. I think it's very cheap on DVD. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, is it? Was it cheap before did, DVD? Did you was see that in better? theaters like I did? I saw it on cable. No, you're a piece of shit. Who was in that? You know that. You know that. There was a one. You know that guy, the dark hair dude. What is his name? Do you name? know Micah? Off screen, Micah. He was like on. He's like an Alien Nation TV show. Garrett Grant. Um. Oh, you talking about? Wait, the guy from Alien Nation. I think so. I know. Do you remember Micah? No. Oh, thank Not you for getting around from out of your <laughs> seat to say no. No, I, I don't remember Alien Nation. I, I remember the Alien like, Nation star. The Alien Nation TV show was that was a really bad actor. But I think he's in Robot Jocks. Am I wrong? Maybe. Yeah, God, that was I'm, um Gary. Graham? No, Gary. Gary yeah, he was in the TV show. Yeah, I was right then. It was Gary Graham. Maybe right? I'm at the IMDb. Anyway, yeah. Robot Jocks. Yeah, we're not going to use it. Robot uh, IMDb. Robot Jocks was a pile of shit. I, I I saw that in the theater. I was so excited. And you remember the name of the film that seemed to use the same footage from Robot Jocks? What? Crash and Burn. Huh. There's a movie called Crash and Burn that came out like about a year later on video, and I think it used some of the same robot footage. How about oh, we answer yeah. this guy's question? Nick can we we kind of are. We're taking the the long the road. long way around. Yeah. He's, he's asking about transformers, and honestly, in this day and age, who gives a fuck about the transformers? Well, first, before we get the transformers, I'm hold on. Let me before we get there. Let me take it from Robot Jocks because we're gonna mix it with the movie Transamerica, and then that's I think you know with what's her face. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit about Transamerica. A little Felicity Huffman. Yeah. So no. I think what his point I think his point is how can you be a hardcore fanboy of the early Transformers and how can you really how do you do you have the right to be offended by the modern Transformers I'm kind of I kind of agree with it was Huffman playing was she playing (laughs) a woman becoming a man or the other way around I think she was playing a Decepticon (laughs) oh yeah she was (laughs) she had a Decepticon (laughs) 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 um you you agree with this guy? You don't care? No, I mean I, I'm excited about the movie just because yeah, it's going to be a spectacle. But I like the old Transformers. But I, there's nothing nothing about the, the the cartoon or the toys or the comic books from back then, which I well, I was very rabid about. Nothing about that lends itself towards hardcore fandom. Well, the, and the Transformers have been dormant for how long? I mean, they well they're they're constantly moving. But I mean, they haven't. There's really been no heat on and like cartoons. They, or they tried to relaunch toys or whatnot. Core. Didn't they try to relaunch a TV show or the, at least it's still they tr- going they on did, now? They did it several times. I mean, it's they still did, going on now. Well, I, I think. don't know about TV, but they did several waves of comics. Yeah, and they re- regurgitated the toys. They even did Star Wars Transformers. You remember Chewbacca like I transforms did. into a moth? Did a uh, GI Joe ever team up with Transformers? Yes, there was a four issue limited series yeah. back in the day. And uh, what they had Ratchet and Sparky or whatever those bastards is. Transformers to me are just not interesting at all. Well, Steve, you hate everything. I don't. I, I'd I mean, love, Michael uh, Bay. They put like two hundred million dollars into a movie about robots fighting each other. Bullshit. <laughs> Tell me, you you don't like the idea of sitting there? You're eating. You're, you take the, take a coke out of the fridge right, and then it grows legs and runs off. <laughs> that would it make your night. That's all it is, and it's gonna be great. But why would you get upset about they're not staying true to the Transformers because, legacy? Because people are purists. Like, what, for example, purists. like. What about when the Bee Gees uh, pretended they were the Beatles for that movie? Sergeant Peppers? Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> but you there you go. getting up in arms about it, I just it? like to put it in, pers- in your... In your uh, <laughs> and you bringing know. it all back home. Remember the time I was, when we were upstairs, I was getting a Coke out of my refrigerator, and it became Andy Gibb? <laughs> and it ran off and died. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think it's a... I, I'm excited just to... That Bay's doing... And I'm aware Andy Gibb was not one of the Bee Gees. I'm yeah. no idiot. Robin, Maurice, and Barry... Guys were awesome. What a Bee Gees nerd. 
<laughs> I don't I like it when they tried to re- relaunch them in the eight, in the nineties. They did. I don't. This time I don't they know. didn't have eighties. You're starting 80s to beards. scare me. You, you're really starting to scare me. Eighties beards. Yeah, I mean, Scott McCrothers didn't do the voice anymore though. <laughs> Hong Kong BGs, because um, he's Asian. No, he did the voice. Uh, I don't. Kong I, I guess I don't. I, to me, it's like if you get if you're really upset about the changes they're making. Um, and let's say you're a 34 year old, four year old man. Yeah, it's typing. What's all this typing going on? I think he's on Bang Bus. <laughs> um, I think you got some questions to ask. No, but yeah. the thing is, I think people are just looking for something to be passionate or well, rabid about. That's the internet, right there. But that, that see, so the difference between like Star Wars fandom and even Lord of the Rings fandom and stuff like that is, it's because it's got a it's got a a, a base that's built on storytelling. The Transformers, it's it's a retro thing. It's yeah. like for, it started off as Kish, and now all of a sudden people are like really getting adamant about it. And I can only imagine if they do a GI Joe film, how people are going to get hugely pissed off if they get a black guy to play one of the Dreadnoughts. Are they really going to do a GI Joe film? Is there talk? There's always talk. Wow. But um, let them do it. I mean, again, Transformers movie came out of nowhere. It just I mean, Michael Clark Duncan was born to play Roadblock. I think we all agree. As long as they don't touch the Thundercats franchise, I'm cool. <laughs> I think you just proved you're not. <laughs> Are you fancy casting the G.I. Joe movie? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I did accidentally. Because <laughs> there's only like one guy that's that size. <laughs> well, what about a snow job? Who would play snow job? It would, that would, you know what? I, I think it, dipping back into the Smuggler's Blues music video, Glenn Fry should play snow job. Because I got one person on my mind. Who's that? Felicity Huffman. <laughs> Do we have another voicemail? Uh, don't you want to, let's do some more G.I. Joe Dreamcast. Do we really want to do Snake some more G.I. Joe Dreamcast? Snake Eyes, uh, well, you'd have to. I mean, here's what, here's what the, I'm going to create a G.I. Joe nerd. They would probably say you need to put Jet Li inside of him, <laughs> inside, the, inside the mask. Okay, that's not a bad, a bad choice. What about Duke? Duke, you, well, you know, I think that's Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Because you have to have Aaron Eckhart as one of your Dreamcasts. What about... Because um, Vin Diesel's Snow no. Job. <laughs> I don't know any other other G.I. Joe. You know, what about Scarlet? 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 Oh hell yeah! You can get Scarlet Johansson. Oh, you get nice. the synergy that way. If somebody forgets their lines, they could still they just say Scarlet, and, and and she could still be. You'd have to have Avery Brooks for Destro. If, she, if someone forgot their lines, <laughs> if, uh, if someone forgot their lines, think, you know who they could call? <laughs> Little Glenn Fry. What's wrong with Avery Smugglers Brooks for Destro? <laughs> What's wrong with that? First of all, Destro is white. <laughs> Can you tell pro- he's got he's problem got, number one? Holy shit! Like holy half shit. a square foot of exposed chest, white chest. <laughs> That's a white chest he's showing off with the pendant. But, you know, speaking of Glenn Fry, remember uh, Let's Get Harry? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Fantastic, Mark Harmon and he had a great line in that. Another cocaine theme line. He said, "Look at all that blow." When he saw this mountainous, uh, I guess a mountainous portion of cocaine. Look at all that blow. Justin is probably. I love I love Let's Get Harry. How many people Mark in the Harmon. world right now are, are are quoting that film? Mark Mark Harmon. I don't remember who else was in it though. Gary Busey, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they went and got Harry. Hope we answered your question, Nick. Hello, this is Fat Funk. Gabe Gabe Toro, Fat Funk. You know me. I know you. Hey guys, I just think I just saw a mannequin become the T one thousand in New York. Oh, 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 man, a book just came out of my mouth. It was attractive. Not my mouth, my nose. I just want to say hi to Nick and stuff, and even Devin. Devin, I didn't do anything with your sister, I swear. 
Anyway, you guys should talk more about um the bicycle thief because it's the greatest thing ever. I think next to the one Michelle Monaghan, the girl. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. I shouldn't have called this. Bye. Nice of Nick Nolte to call in. Well, actually, I, th- I thought, Steve, I thought you'd, your ringtone was Arthur 2 on the rocks. <laughs> I apologize. I didn't mean to let my phone go off in the middle of this here podcast. He did. The only thing I, only thing I made out that he said was Devin. Everybody calls in. Even the drunk people enunciate Devin clearly. You know? So he apparently... Was, uh, the, I like Devin's writing for the site. Of, uh, you know... Like. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this guy's still alive. Oh man, he sounded like he that was, was Fab like, Funk, huh? That was Fab Funk. That was Fab Drunk? Was it really? Yeah, that's what he said. At the Fab beginning. Fab Funk from the boards. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah he was um, Fab Drunk. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. He's um, a big fan of like porn stars. I believe on the board. He's always talking about porn stars. He kind of retired from the boards, mm-hmm. the, the Trud Message boards. So is he on some island he, now? He retired from the boards. He retarded on the podcast. Yeah. He, <laughs> so he was asking us. I don't. I did not understand what he's asking us. So Nick, really? would you please? Um, I think, approximate what he's asking. I think us. what he was asking, and I could be wrong, was um, to to dissect the film career of Ted McGinley. Okay, that's easily done. Well, when he, uh, when he uh, in I guess that would be hard to say. The the magic fingers. I think Ted McGinley, his first film was uh, excellent. I think he was in Birth of a Nation. All right, it was a starring role. That's a long played, time ago. Played, actually, got actually he played got the train. Um, the Nazi train. There's a movie that kind of disturbed me. Because there were Nazis in that. Back then. That Ted McGinley was in, where he plays a serious role with Virginia Ma- Madison and that guy. Is she related to Virginia Madison? Madison or Madison? I'm s- Virginia Madison. Who's sorry. drunk? Him or you? <laughs> <laughs> but who's the, who's the guy from the Waltons with the Molinist face? Richard Thomas? Yeah. Boring Thomas. It's a, some movie where... Um, he likes to be known as that, too. Molinist face? Thomas. He's like... <laughs> seri- the, he, who's the serious actor with the giant disgusting mole? But that's what Fat Funk was saying. He was like, please talk more about Moon Face <laughs> from Walters. <laughs> Didn't you guys hear? But, uh, big, did you send the uh, the first season of The Waltons to him by accident? <laughs> but anyway, so let me just talk about I this movie. I think I sent the third season, which threw his continuity out of whack. It's, it's on Lifetime. Richard Thomas, to college. married to Virginia Madsen. She in real com- life? In, in this movie. And she comes up with a scheme basically to have Ted McGinley's wife murdered and pin it on his mole. <laughs> Why do you know so much about Richard I've Thomas see, movies? I've seen this movie on Lifetime. It's not a bad bad film. I can't remember the name of it. Why do you stop on if Lifetime? Fab You're flipping through the channels if and Fab you get to Lifetime. could call back stop? in and let us know the name of the movie. Why do you stop on Lifetime? I don't understand. Actually, Micah might be looking it up right now. No, he's not. He's all right, ne- next. Uh, no, no. Why? Why do you stop on Lifetime? Yeah, I watched the movie. Awesome. I don't know. I watched the movie. Actually, on you know what? I, th- I watched. Uh, I don't, it I might watch have been anything. Lifetime that doing time on Maple Drive. Yeah, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, everybody is in that movie. Who else is in it? Um, okay, it's got Jane uh, Jane Brooke, who I love. The girl who she was like on one of the medical shows. It had um, what's it, uh, the guy f- who played? Um, Sir, he was in Chasers. William. Uh, Fucking ch- oh shit! The guy that was in Stealing Home too. Yeah, the kid. William. McGinley, I oh, know. No, it's, uh, I can't remember. He name. was an island son as well. And he, he played Richard uh, Richard Chamberlain's son. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The guy yeah, who looks like Tom Cruise. McNamara. Yeah, William, yeah, McNamara. William McNamara. Yeah, he's and, and God, what happened to him, man? He yeah, was kind of poised for a him, second. He was the he was the, uh, the 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 secret the secret gay. 
He was a secret gay. Oh, okay. That. And the parents was he the main were character? James B. Sicking was his dad Ooh. from Hill Street Blues. And the mom was someone uh, else who's famous. It was like literally, and then the people that were playing, it was just like all fame, like, yeah. you know, it was borderline famous, not like it's one of the stars. F- uh, it's an early movie about AIDS, correct? Isn't uh, it no. an AIDS figure in? No, if gay, gay, secret gay. But what no AIDS? would that have been? Uh, it was the it was Jim Carrey's first major dramatic thing. role. Yeah, yeah. He was the alcoholic. Uh, I thought he had that uh, the pilot he did for the the animated. The guy was a cartoonist. Wasn't that like late eighties or no, early no, 90s? yeah? But he but that's, that's, that was actually color. that was actually a show though. They actually it had was a show. pilot. I don't think it, it no. Was, it uh, materialized into a show. They used to show reruns on Comedy Central really? for a while after he got famous. Yeah, but it, it the, wasn't good. He was like the straight man in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was. I remember that. But I I, I thought it was. A, it was before guess, Living guess Color. Guess who? Guess right. what? William McNamara wasn't in doing time. He was not the straight man. He was secret gay. You know, you know, was William McNamara was in all as well. It was copycat. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. He had the yeah. Gla- yeah, he was. I was flipping through the channels the other day, and I came across Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, like, never mind. That was a good came one. Came across doing Time Daily. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and then you came across your couch. It didn't last long, I must admit. Any Time Daily show, it gets me hot. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for calling in, Fab Funk. It was very nice of you. Uh, he, dr- he actually drunk dialed the show. Yeah, next time you really ought to have a few drinks and call us. <laughs> he meant to call another radio show, but he. <laughs> the fuck? Yes, I was just curious as to why Devin hates Kevin Smith so much, and also why some of you guys don't think Brian De Palma is a hack. All right, bye. Well, I, I'm very surprised that one of the voicemails addressed Devin. Yeah, it really happens. You might want to have Devin on the show more, apparently. There, Nick. There, or Micah. I'm sorry, Micah is the producer. You might want to have a secret guest next, yeah, next show. Done. Get on it. That's a, that's a, that's a lofty uh, guest request. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Let's, let's see. <laughs> this guy must listen to the show a lot. Calling in to ask Devin a question about why he, he doesn't like Devin Smith. He wasn't asking Devin a question. He's a, he was He's asking the, you why Devin doesn't like Kevin Smith? He was asking us to address the issue. Why does Devin hate Kevin so Smith? So we're supposed to read Devin's mind as to why he hates no, Kevin Smith. No, we are to provide our, that actually our is, insight. That's funny because I was going to ask on the this guy. I was going to say, why does Devin, Devin's brother Derek like Kevin Smith? Isn't that Devin's brother? Yeah. Derek? Yeah. Does he like Kevin Smith? <laughs> that's why I'm going to have to ask this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin... Uh, first of all, what do you think? What do you? Th- why do you think Devin doesn't like Kevin Smith? I know why Steve thinks it, but we're gonna get to that deep discussion. Well, I think that he, I think that De- I think Devin started some shit because he knows that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Devin probably um, likes the fact that Kevin Smith responds to people on the internet, and so he'll maybe he make makes his reviews fiery to get some good content up on the site. Because he knows Kevin Smith will answer back. Speaking of, in uh, doing time on Maple Drive, fiery William <laughs> McNamara. Because uh, Kevin Smith, that's doing one time one criticism it. I think you can have of Kevin Smith is he actually tries to fight everybody back that is ever critical of him. And that's just, you should just shut up, you know. Yeah. Just don't do that. Well, William, Maple, or William, Maple, William McNamara fired his agent after that. Because <laughs> he read it wrong. I thought it was doing Tim on Maple Drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you sure his agent didn't fire him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is Will- William McNamara, and then he then he hired William Mappa. <laughs> <laughs> um, but getting to the more important question was that the Palma well, is not. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let's 
Steve. Yes. Why is it you think Devin De- hates Kevin Smith? Oh, okay. I can't speak for Devin, but I can speak for myself. <laughs> Let's hear it. I think Kevin Smith's a, a crappy writer, a crappy director. He's rude to his fans. He's an arrogant bastard. So you're just reading from your research paper that you actually typed no, I, out. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, because this sounds like some in-depth thought that you put into this. <laughs> no, I, I, He's crap. I hate no, him. I, <laughs> no, I don't hate him. He wears hockey Steve's clothes. Book, I hate him. Steve's Kevin Smith biography comes out from Scholastic <laughs> next week. Available soon on Cliff's Notes. I can't. Cliff the, Cliff, notes. the Cliff Note. <laughs> Cliff Note. <laughs> Note number one, hate. Actually, I don't hate him. I just don't think he's a good writer. All, all you have to do to, to make a Kevin Smith script is you have to put a couple of, uh, oh, actually, you have to put a, a ton of um, stoner references in there with, you know, a few sex references, like, Star Wars jokes man. and all, and then, boom, you got a Kevin Smith script. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's a good director. He's not a good writer. I think he's a pretty good writer. I have to say, Based I mean, I think what? I think he's a good. I think he get good performances out of people. I think he's a pretty good writer. I think his uh, his I think he's not that talented um, when it comes to capturing things on film. I think his films look really static. He knows he's a bad director. I don't think he's a bad director. I think he's a bad... um, I think he needs a cinematographer. I think we all agree, though. He's a damn good eater. Yeah, he's a chubby man. His line at the end of the Die Hard trailer isn't the big sell that I think people... That's right. I mean, he's kind of trying to become more of an actor, which is interesting, but I I think his strength... I think he actually is a really good storyteller, is a really good writer. He needs needs to go away. I think Devin... Honestly, I think Devin's reason is he thinks that Kevin Smith could have been something that was actually kind of like a a transcendent personality. I can almost In some ways, he has, because, like, he's... He does... He... he, You know, and I say it a lot of times, I want to like him, because I like his... He's he's done. He went out in the uh, you know through the back door kind of to to, to the business. Speaking of <laughs> Wayne McNamara, um, I agree, and I'm sure he likes all the same stuff yeah, that we like. And he yeah, and he's, but he's, and he's he's never been able to take that and turn it into something else. He keeps yeah. making the same things. Yeah, I don't. Over I, and I over honestly again. don't think he's willing to take major risks, and I don't consider Jersey Girl a major risk. No, no, no it's not, and it's probably his worst film too. Um, I th- I think that uh, I think Dogma is a risk. I, I disagree with you when you say he's not really willing to take risks. Um, I, I think he should. He needs to expand his horizons, and it looks like he's actually getting, like I said, more into the acting than he is into the filmmaking now. He's apparently he's doing like a slasher movie next, but it's like yeah, but you read about it. Yeah, so it's, it's like a, a weird. Yeah, political thing. I guess it's not slasher; it's a horror film. But yeah. um, he actually he's not a bad actor. I just don't. He's entertaining. He's, he's funny. Not a good comic relief guy, though, for like a straight movie. Yeah. Just like William I think Mac he is an okay comic relief. Um, that's what all he gets to do. All right, so, uh, so we think Devin has his his reasons, and they may be founded. I just know that I don't like him because uh, I've been around him a few times, and he just exudes arrogance when he does not deserve it. I uh, think you you need to earn arrogance, and I don't think he's ever. Well, done he's that. a six, very successful filmmaker. I mean, he's a very successful businessman, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's a very smart businessman. I, I, that's probably his biggest strength. Is he he uh, you when you in in the world of people. Uh, going over budget, you know, positioning these films to be, um, you know, you know, getting millions and millions and millions, like you know, fifty million dollars to make films. He's always kept his movies pretty low budget. I don't know what the, the highest thing, one. The one thing though is you can't debate Kevin Smith. You're never going to convince somebody no, you won't. a different way because like everybody has. No, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying that he, he's a very smart. He's a very shrewd businessman. I mean, he's he's made a lot of money off of these. And I don't hate him. I will see movies. whatever whoa, he puts whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't need, don't fucking even go there. What? Don't talk about that. Com- I got a comic book about that villain, shrew businessman, <laughs> <laughs> fucking half man. And half what about the Palma? Let's get to the Palma. All accountant. Quick. What? Let's get to his. Uh, the Palma is a hack. 
Yeah, De Palma. Yeah. De Palma's not a hack. He is a hack. All you gotta do is watch watch his uh, some of the shots in his films are amazing. I mean, you just have to just go back and watch them. Yeah, they're amazing. Back in uh, some of the North shots in music videos are amazing. I mean, like, I, I yeah, but I, mean, I think that there's there's nobody that does. Uh, and even today, you don't get kind of these epic shots in films that the Palma, the Palma pulled off in like the seventies. I'm not saying he's my favorite filmmaker. I just like sometimes I watch uh, his his flicks and I'm like, you know, there's there's you know the what, what's the shot uh, Dress to Kill. When the woman's, you know, she's going through uh, the museum, and they aped it in Evil Dead Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's people, there's people that the, the filmmakers really don't go for those shots anymore. Some, um, so, well, some, I mean, I think some are kind of trying, you know, like. But here's the thing about the palm. It seems like nowadays he's just like, okay, how do I add my signature? Like, I need to depalm this up a little bit. Maybe you know? I mean, uh, he's definitely guys the shot over the overhead shot that went like through all the <laughs> hotel rooms or whatever. It was it took you out of the movie. Not that you wanted to be in the movie in the first no, place. No, I mean the movie's not great, but you know, Casualties of the War is a great film. I think. It is, um, but then and, again, and, and it's very not it's, it's very uh, traditional compared to his other films that are. He's always got a little bit of experiment. Uh, he's in a little bit of a I guess he exper- experiments in his films, and and Casualties of the War is kind of played very straight because um, William McNamara is in it. Yeah, not if you saw. It, I was upset that he wouldn't he wouldn't rape the girl. That's with a great that. cast in that movie too. Leguizamo, John John C. Riley, John Michael C. Riley, Fox, fucking Sean Penn, yeah, that other guy that's in a lot of movies. One g- other guys in there, yeah, Dell dies in it. And I've just never been moved by any of his films, though. Yeah, you try a brand or it's just bland. <laughs> and I, I even sit, I even sit in a chair with wheels on. Yeah, he did Scarface, man. I mean, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to be moved by Scarface, but that's definitely like a touchstone and for I'm a lot moved, of people in cinema. All over town by it. I love it. You know, I I find it difficult to enjoy Scarface now because everybody references it. Rappers, it, it, yeah. Well, everybody. It, well, he hangs in those circles. Yeah. That's right. Calm down with the hood thing, you know. But I mean, uh, body. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a body <laughs> double. I mean, dressed to kill. Or I think those are the pretty pa- good films. I mean, like Untouchables is a classic, but and, it's not really. And, De Palma. and plus, here's here's a great thing about De Palma. He also he also uh, cast Greg Henry a lot. Well, okay. That's great. Put he him in that crazy. Any, in, like, uh, more importantly, Craig Wasson. He, he gave he gave Wasson a break for in, in one or two movies. At least one. Yeah, just a uh, body double. But yeah. what else? You know, doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, anybody that's willing to hire Wasson once is already kind of a legend. I mean, he's more? he's yes. definitely got failure failures, but he's I think he's a very interesting filmmaker. Think, still, think, still today. Once again, once again, he's one of those those bulls from the seventies that you you. The fact that they're alive and that they're still making movies, it should be more of an event, and, and, and he has not taken advantage of that. I mean, Coppola, Coppola has kind of d- drifted off, but he's still an artist, and he's still, I mean, Jack. Well, Coppola doesn't make movies barely anymore. He know, filmed this one. He, he filmed the one with Tim Roth coming out pretty soon. Yeah, but, but he's still he's still kind of, I don't know, he still feels like he's capable of delivering something pretty impactful maybe. if he I wants mean, he to. Held, maybe. I mean, obviously Spielberg's still pretty, pretty good at it, but... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like De Palma may have been the most fiery and uh, willing to put their chin out there of those of that group, and the, he really hasn't done. Did much De Palma do that Travolta movie too? Blowout or something? Yeah, that's a great film too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it that much. Um, I, Nancy I just, Allen. I can't look at her for too long. <laughs> Nancy Allen from RoboCop. She's the, was he married to her too? De Palma. That's the only reason someone should hire her. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think he's one of those guys that's going to be. Love more is after he dies, I guess. Hey, after sorry, he sorry about the shitty response. This is Jason Becker. I write comic books. And I saw this movie called Ghost Rider. 
And my question is, what the fuck? How can a film that is so inept on every possible level in that fashion not only get made, but be released and then have people watch it and then a guy called me an asshole because I said it was the worst movie I had ever seen in a theater. And, dude, I saw Blood Rain in the theater. The fucking movie is just so poorly constructed from every conceivable angle. I mean, every part of production, right down to the script. What what the fuck? Can you please explain this to me? Because it's 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 hurting my soul. Because I don't understand it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I would love to respond to you, my friend, but I have died since in in the time it took you to deliver that message. I wish Fab Punk would have talked like you know, that. Here's the thing: though, it, question, it's almost Shatnerian. It would have been. It's an almost Shatnerian delivery to understand too many. Pauses. Well, we should call it as the the Chud voicemail lose readers line. Because <laughs> all we do is rip them. I look yeah, it's really good. It's really good. The guy had a serious, important question, and he writes comic books. Now I was yeah, too. I was kind of. But does his comic books have periods after every word? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if his menstrual issues. See that's gross. That see that's fucking gross. Does um, he write for the Crimson? Oh, that's, Dynamo. That's... <laughs> <laughs> now look, I thought you were grossed out, and then you contributed. Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider was a hit. He was correct about that. You know, you know, I did not see it, so I have uh, no comment on this. I didn't see it. Really? I, mean, well, I will comment because I'm an asshole. But well, I, I, I mean, obviously, it. the the reason it, it it was released was because there were deals made, and it was Sam Elliott. A lot of money was. Yeah. They were surprised. That's it was not. A hit. <laughs> That is not the motivator for films being <laughs> it released theatrically. It's the it was only a, reason it, I would want to see it. It was a surprise Mellon. hit, though. They shelved it for a long time. They didn't think it was going to do much, and it was a surprise hit for them. I think it was Overheard it in a studio exec meeting. I'm sorry, we have to go straight to video in this. Wait, wait. Do they have Sam Elliott? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Theatrical. Here we come. <laughs> 2,000 screens, please, for Mr. Elliott's Justin, mustache. Justin, it was a surprise hit because nothing else had, was released for about four weeks. You can't say, that's the thing. You can't say that because there's stuff that... I mean, who knows why things are hits and why not? I mean... You can't. Is, is it any movie you release when you know nothing is really released? For, is it always going to be a hit? No. I mean, it's but, Ghost Rider. It's fucking about a, a flaming skull on a motorbike. And, and how's a, that a hit? It's a flaming skull on a man on a motorbike. Because there's a. This I would love Ghost Rider for just a skull on the seat. Who thought this was interesting to start with? That's what I'm talking it's like about. Like Transformers. Who cares? Even the comics aren't exciting. Why is this such an interesting story that Steve, it has? It's not, but it's a huge hit. Can you please yes. pinpoint the date when your childhood died? I like to. You're a, you're a, you're, you have fucking cobwebs in your vagina. You're fucking <laughs> no, he, little Steve dust mold. What are you talking about? I, I like Transformers as a kid, but I don't give a damn about it for a film. Ghost Rider. I never read it. I never read it. Didn't care. Yeah. Well, so Nicolas Nicola, Cage, I guess, can still pull some box office every once in a while. I guess. I guess. So the, so I, the there's no. I don't know how to explain the success of that movie. I the mean, it's supposed to be horrible. Is to blame then, apparently. Well, the public Thank likes you, to go. To the, the public likes to go to That's the movies sometimes. That's how you do Shatner delivery. They like Thank to go to the movies sometimes. They don't like to go see Grindhouse, but they like to see Ghost Rider. Ghost you know? Rider. Ghost Rider is, is wholesome family entertainment. That's why Jason. That's why everyone saw it because I it's mean, wholesome family entertainment. Whenever they were making three, you know, you saw the footage for three hundred. Did you think it was going to make two hundred million? 
No, I did not. No. You can't predict why people want to go see a film. So. That was a surprise hit for me. Yeah. I, was, uh, I mean, I, I thought people would go see it, but I mean, I guess even Sin City was They advertised it during it that football. Well. Of course it's going to do well. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, uh, what's the guy's question? He had the longest question I've ever heard in my life. Well, you should hear more questions. We have to explain why Ghost Rider was a hit. Even though it was apparently no, the I don't worst think, film this I don't guy think had he ever asked seen. That. I think he just he just doesn't understand what's become of, of it, the world. He's mad that it was a hit and that people like it. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, if, if for all the comic book properties and for all the all the uh, the few that get the, the 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 big money to be made, why the hell was that with the one that did it? I mean, that's so, a, that's a valid. Some question. guy called him an asshole for liking it for disliking well, how much it. Did it cost? It cost a hundred and what forty, twenty, thirty. Cost a lot. 120 to 150. But, you know, this guy probably has a movie that, that he likes that's complete shit that that he probably defends a little bit. Yeah, but... So, you know, the, you get to emphasize. You got to feel bad for the guy that called you an asshole. You know what? Ghost Rider is the kind of movie that we that, that we should that people shouldn't see in the theater. They should see it on video and say, hey, it's not as bad as I thought. Or, or you know, like... Because that, that's, that's the kind of movie it looks like to me. I didn't see it, but it looks to me like something that... You don't go out. You don't pay to see. You don't you don't want to see. But if you see like a clip of it well, on, I think a lot of people do want to did want to see. No, it, they apparently. didn't want to. They didn't. How did they go? They were coerced by subliminal advertisement. This is a tall man. One of the other benefits of Phantasm. Oh, Micah has something to say. Yeah, I. I mean, it came out in February, and when you release a special effects movie new at that point, when people have been looking at holiday shit months and the dregs of january they're gonna go it's like the first big thing of the year micah's book ghost rider me coming soon from scholastic but the movie's not supposed to be that good so then how is it how's this doing how's it doing well every weekend since it's open that kind of thing you know uh it must have good word of mouth no i I think it i think it made most of its money like in the first couple of weeks Mm -mm, i I mean it's it's been performing okay don't get me wrong but i mean it went to it opened at what fifty, sixty, seven, whatever. It's like at one hundred and fourteen now. So it, it's, it's it's. I think it's done more than. I think that. it's more than that. Yeah. No, no. Well, according to I just looked on box office, it said one fourteen. So mm, I think it was like one. That's still too much. That's still too much. Well, but but it made most of its money up front. It's been going okay for a little while. I mean, it's a Sony film. It's on. It's short enough. It's on like a gazillion screens. So it's going to hang around for a little while. Speaking of when making money up front, show. William McNamara. I didn't, I didn't see it. <laughs> we're talking about the no. We didn't. No one on, wants to see it. What, what's up with this? <laughs> it's because we're. What's up with this Mark Stephen Johnson guy? He did Simon Birch, Daredevil, and this. I mean, that, that is just a yeah. a toilet roll of a resume right and, there. And he wants more comic book films. That's that's the great. He's going to do Preacher for HBO. Holy fists! You know what? The the testam- to answer Jason's question, we, us four gentlemen who know what we're talking about, well, who are talented men, uh, none educated. of us have seen Ghost Rider. We didn't go, so that should explain why. <laughs> but I want to. I'll confess this. I kind of regret that I didn't see it, and I regret that you didn't fucking go with me. Well, I, I, I have, you would have gone with me, right? I would not have gone with you. Why? Because it's Ghost Rider. I can't watch another Peter Fonda role. I hate yeah, him. I, know, I hate I know, him. I can't either. But um, if you you can't I, go like Fonda, at fucking ten o'clock at night with me on, on Tuesday here, night, you, you can't should, go see Ghost Rider. You should get lost in one of fucking the fat rolls of uh, what's her face, Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? That's a Jeez. timely joke. It's like C four. <laughs> go go to the map. <laughs> Are we done talking Ghost Rider? We, we haven't even started. I wonder what this comic book this guy did that he writes. Didn't he write Cyber 755? <laughs> the the Devoff 
He wrote um, excellence. He, he wrote Poltergeist Horseback. <laughs> <laughs> I have issues two through four, not the first one. <laughs> so I have no clue how that began. <laughs> he did a story about a perfectly good head whose body catches fire when bad things happen. <laughs> Anyway, well, thanks for your thanks for your letters, guys, or your your voicemails. Your letters are shit. We apologize for yeah. destroying you. And please continue to send them in because, uh, as you can tell, we respect you. Hello, this is Old Man. The phone hot fuzz is the latest from Edgar Wright, Simon Beck, and Nick Frost. It is nothing less than brilliant. I enjoyed this film more than the cocksuckings of Old Lady. And now the first half of the discussion between the creators and stars of Hot Fuzz and Chud Podcasts Nick Lunziata and Andrew Sweeney. I must now excuse myself. I have to stroke myself into a wrinkled and bloody frenzy. Were you somewhere else? I was, no, I was in Atlanta. Oh, was okay. in Atlanta. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. We went past that bar earlier on. Huh? Yeah, we did. We drove Charlie, past the Charlie uh, G's or Charlie Q's or whatever it's called. No, I'm stuck here. This is my this is my place. But we like it here. This is the first place that N- Nick has has remarked that he'd like to live. Where? Yeah. Here. You'll get over oh, there. Oh, you've been Chicago you and New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably gonna sweat ass out there. It's like it's, the weather's not it's not fun right now. It's the pollen. Yeah, the pollen's great. Ah. <laughs> is it like the swarm? Is that gonna? Is that one of the? Uh, is that a publicity stunt for the reaping? Yellow ball. You're getting this? No, no. Their publicity stuff the reaping is by rescheduling it every few minutes. Like, we'll release it next month. No, next. How month. do they keep pushing it today? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in November. They oh, like right. Bush's plague so, yeah, of frogs. To come. We're waiting for the real, the real plague. That's right. Either that, they're waiting for Chad and, and, and Hillary to get back together. Oh, that's sad. You know what? Sort of the unfortunate thing is that sort of like the that that poster has the question and the answer. It has what have goth wrought? <laughs> question mark the reaping. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What has what is, what is, what is God brought to us now? This film. Sorry, Hillary's right. When you go and see a film, when you get that little question and answer thing and it comes up after the popcorn advert. <laughs> what, what has God brought? <laughs> the reaping. <laughs> what would Jesus do? Not watch the reaping. Apologies <laughs> <laughs> to Joel Silver if you're watching. <laughs> he, Edgar is so in Joel Silver's pocket after Hot Fuzz. Just, <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing was yeah. just a kind of... Uh, is it the, his resume application to be... Produced by that man. I don't know. I think Joe Silver would watch Hot Fuzz and say, "I love it. Cut it in half." Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, isn't it reaping a Dark Castle movie? It is. I think it is Joe Silver, isn't it? That is Joe Silver. Is it one of those kind of God-bothering movies yeah. where they try and appeal to that sort of? I, you know, I don't think so. I think I think it's they not like the uh, that way. Really? But I think they uh, they don't know what. <coughs> what was that film called? The Dooms. What was that Christian uh, horror film called? The Doomsday yeah. Code. Well, the, the Amiga Code. code and, the Amiga uh, Code. Megiddo was part two. That, oh, hey, you know what? Oh. If I remember, I kept Casper Van Dien in the public eye, which is you know, oh, a yeah. noble, noble aspiration. Or is that the Kirk Cameron? That's well, not right. That's, that's Van Dien. Okay, Van Dien. We're bringing us. Oh yeah, I've not seen enough of him. I just got a text from Adam Bloom. Can I just tell you that? To turn it off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adam, Adam Bloom. It's probably the last person you want to text. No, he's got a friend who's coming tonight. Oh right. Yeah, that's gonna be fun tonight. That'd be cool. All right. Uh, to start off, to bring things back to high fuzz. How, how do you guys? What's it like to be so goddamn overrated? Ah. <laughs> it, yeah, I it's wouldn't good. It's fun, do you know what I mean? We don't do that much work and everyone says we're great. <laughs> yeah. We do a shitload of fucking work and everyone says we're great. 
Stop. I'm just getting rid of him. You fucking asked all the questions anyway. Come on. That's the truth. Two seconds. Kiss. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I, don't, I, I want to. I want to have fun. Just like you know, t- I'm gonna talk about movies like we did last time. Go, go random. That's the thing. So we we get so kind of like a. We, we we have a lot of kind of love for the interviewers who kind of throw the random stuff at us. Yeah, well, doesn't De- Devin already took care of most of the? Yeah, 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 totally. It's, it's all good. Um, okay, the shooting in the air thing for Point Blank. Point yeah. Break. How the hell did you focus on that? I mean, like that was like one of the. That's like that move. That's that movie in a capsule. Well, that I think scene. that's exactly that's exactly it. Is I think it's just the bit that I always remember from it because it just seems like sort of. Uh, it, I think it's because it's, it's kind of sweet because Keanu is trying so hard. And he kind of pulls it off in a way. That's what's funny about the film. Because that was the, his first action film after Bill and Ted, wasn't it? Yeah. And, it, you know, and he's still kind of... Um, he's so good in that film. I mean, he's absolutely, <laughs> completely inhabits that role. At the beginning, listen, I'm a straight guy, but... The shot of him in the wet T-shirt going... Jesus, at the beginning when he's all wet and he turns around, I wanted to be him and look like him and have his body maybe next to me. And he's not like <laughs> You know, he shows that he's... he's Fallible? Is that the right word? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he's not... He's not. Thomas Fallible. Yeah. You know, he he's not good at something. I like that. Well, that was a good transition for him, too, because, like, he got to play the, the surfer stoner thing a little bit, too, but he got to kick it. It was a perfect segue, wasn't it, yeah. from Bill and Ted into being an action hero, because he still got to go, oh. and uh, I like it at the end when he looks like Michael Nesmith, and he's, he's, got, he's grown his sideburns a bit, and he's got a denim jacket on, with a woolen... Yeah. And what you don't see in that bit in Point Break, though, where he fires... His gun up is the eight people he kills when the bullets come back down. I'd like it to be like the gag in Love and Death when the bullets hit him. They come back down. Great gag in Love and Death when he shoots in the air and then he goes like like bloody bird shit. (laughs) (laughs) The next scene in the back, you see a hot air balloon just (laughs) (laughs) crushed into a light aircraft. A blimp with Mahoney and Jones in it. Massive. He took out the Goodyear blimp. (laughs) All within. Oh, the humanity. Wouldn't it be great to re-edit all cop films to include the police academy sort of opening music onto them? <laughs> you know, just always that sort of like I just remember that's a, a you know like a you know who didn't go to see the police academy films when the when the Warner Brothers logo came out going? Did you never see any of them in the cinema? Oh my god! Ah, oh. I never saw the first one. I saw like two. The first one was the only R-rated one. I saw no two to in. like four. Can I be honest? I've never been to the cinema. <laughs> 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 Nick's a big fraud. He's Police never Cat- been to Police the Academy Three. Rocked my world when I was twelve. <laughs> I like the art competition we have. We met. Sorry, it's a, it's no, a, it's awesome. a concentration. You know we're on camera. Yeah. No, I, he's the one who's usually not paying attention. I'm, we, no, that's how you pay attention. We I'm met like, Bobcat Goldthwaite when we were doing. I did Jimmy Kimmel last time when the Shaun of the Dead DVD came out. And uh, we're doing it together this time. But I got Letterman. <laughs> um, and. Um, and it was quite weird because it was like, you know, he was producing now and he was kind of, uh, but we kept wanting to say, do the voice! Yes! Yeah, you were great in Scrooge! Um, but he didn't. No, of course not. <laughs> what a build-up for such a letdown. I know. <laughs> did he? Did um, No. Didn't come out. Uh, I just love the fact that Bobcat was brought up. I mean, it's like, who, who would do that? That's awesome. <laughs> Have you seen Stay? Have you guys seen no, it just no. got released in the UK. Oh, yeah? Good reviews as well. It's good. Yeah, I heard it's suddenly good. he's kind of, uh, you know, back in the limelight a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Shakes the Clown. I've always wanted to see that. Oh, I'm not. I, I have. I don't know if it's held up. I haven't seen it in probably ten years. But when I saw it, I was, I was blown away. I loved it. 
Really? Yeah. You're a Bobcat fan. It's the goofiest fucking shit you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, like, Robin Williams is a mime. And, mm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's probably Does he not speak? Mm-mm. Perfect. <laughs> fucking in. He grows hair. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I wish uh, I wish Bobcat had done uh, Patch Adams. That would have been nice. That would have been funny talking to those patients it, it, in that voice. You got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick's birthday though, and that's the main thing. That's the best thing. Yeah. It doesn't get. I think we should quit while we're ahead. It doesn't get better than like, Bobcat going. You've got cancer. <laughs> Delivering a di- Maybe those diagnoses wouldn't be so, you know, painful if they were delivered in such a funny way. Wow! You got too much leave! I don't know what Eka said there, but it was brilliant. <laughs> it was a joke about, I found someone okay. to buy your other slipper. If your next film's about the medical profession, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to match the same. Alright, so Bad Boys 2 and, and Point Break are the two prominent ones. Is there any significance to that? But uh, I suppose they're both big, dumb popcorn films. Ne- neither of them are the best cop films of all time, but they're, they're up there. Masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Point Break is a masterpiece. But different, very different in terms of their, their sort of stylistically. They're both exponents of that genre, you know, of the kind of like thrills and spills kind of um, movie. But I think Point Break has a level of, a slight level of. Uh, Sort of detachment because it's directed by a woman, and, and you kind of get the feeling that she she's what slightly <laughs> not critical of the genre, but she's yeah. you know she's she's flagging at all the, the interesting points. Whereas Michael Bay's just having loads <laughs> of fun, do you know what I mean? And and and, and so they're, they're they're two very different animals, but they occupy the same cage. You do near dark and point break, you can retire. I mean, Bigelow could just retire. I really. think she did, didn't she? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if she had a choice. But no, I know. You know what? That's, that's a good resume. Those two films. Absolutely. It's a nice. It's a nice. Absolutely. No, I think the the reason we picked those two. I mean, uh, and, and Bad Boys Two was, uh, and I think to be honest, actually, your website was one of the f- first people to kind of uh, say as much. But like the, yeah, Bad Boys Two is kind of seems like the ultimate, unpretentious action film. It has absolutely no kind of like aim other than blowing shit up. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and when you know, two and a half hours, $130 million of blowing shit up, that's got to be yeah. good, you know, it's it like the, it's free, good, be, free being the bean. Right yeah. <laughs> it's the cinematic equivalent of, being, of going to like a, a sort of junkyard with a bazooka and just spending like three hours shooting stuff and blowing. You, you get the same emotional exhilaration from watching It's like the Mythbusters movie. <laughs> <laughs> And it's got the gore of like a horror film. Absolutely, yeah. hard R. KMB effects in full effect. Oh yeah, land on a mine. Uh, that scene, yeah. And I can't believe the thing with the cadavers coming out of the car. Of course, full of fucking ease. How do you do that? <laughs> I mean, wait, how does that I mean, the studio just like go to sleep? That's insane. I don't know. Martin Lawrence all loved up. That's hilarious. <laughs> What's your favourite scene, Nick? The rats fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then Martin Lawrence is frightened of the rats fucking too. See the man that says it is my fucking balls? <laughs> you know, it's funny. There was an earthquake um, a few weeks ago. And, uh, oh, always funny. My bookshelf fell down. Yeah. And uh, I tried Allen's to. earthquake? I, no, I don't know what it was. I tried, I, tried to, I tried to save it, and obviously it was heavy. And I, I'll be damned, the, the fucking, the shell fell down, and I watched it in slow motion as it proceeded to grind house. <laughs> See, that's what you call a master segue. Grind house. That, that joke made more money than the film itself. It's <laughs> one, one less uh, Steve Miner film in my collection. And that's a shame. You should always So what do you guys think of the, the grind house discussion? Are we done? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
a lot of people were talking about the box office and how it wasn't a hit and whatnot. Um, That's before William Cat was a star. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hit. It's probably not gonna. It's not gonna obviously turn a profit uh, in the theater. Uh, but I like the movie. You know, it was in house. <laughs> <laughs> the guy we were talking about before, George Richard Wayne. Mole. <laughs> George Went was in it, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. And John Ratzenberger was in the sequel. He was in the uh, yeah. He played the, uh, the the guy with the big speech that was in the trailer. William Cat, Kay Lenz. Kay Lenz was the woman. There's a guy that could use a, a career resurgence. Look, William Cat, oh, Billy Cat, yeah. Billy Felines, because I know him. He was on. He's perfect. Wasn't he on? Um, <laughs> Only one life. That guy was he on Ironsides? The new Ironsides, because his mother played. What did he just say? He has a mother. <laughs> no, hold on. He has a mother. His. <laughs> Did he say was he old Ironside? No, he was on the new Ironside. William Cat came from a litter, right? William Cat, I think it was Ironside, or it was Perry Mason. It was, it was Perry Mason. He was on the new Perry Mason show because his mother played Perry Mason's assistant Jesus. on the old six. Who's show. his mother? I don't remember. Other like, than Mrs. Cat, Barbara Cat. Chill. He, I William, don't know. Do you hear the William Cat had a little operation, right? No. What he, he have cataracts? Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Transamerica scan. Well, Transamerica joke. Cataracts. Cataracts. <laughs> He's a Catwoman. He's Catwoman now. Catman do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, what the hell are we talking about here? You're lying. <laughs> God, I, I love William Cat though. Grace Marion hero. God, I love that guy. Lou Could not day. fly straight. No. Neither could William <laughs> McNamara. <laughs> or Richard Mole. But uh <laughs> But I love that show, Grace American Hero. That was a good show. God, I, love I like it. how we're talking about Grindhouse. Yeah, right. Well no, Grace American Hero. <laughs> no, because I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna say Robert Culp fiction. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Who is the who is the the girl on um the girl on the Grace Morgan Big hair, big brown hair. Connie yeah. Married to John Connie Tush. Selica. It could have been Seneca. Connie Selica. So it was Connie Selica. Because she actually Seneca? almost got attracted for like ten minutes. Connie Selica. She was hot back in the day. Yeah. Was she in Hotel? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then she, but then she was in a movie where she was like the the, the big bitch. She was. Well, like, oh, hang on a second. Was Brolin in that? Because we can say yeah, Brolin was in yeah, Brolin was Ron in Brolin. Hotel. Well, yeah. it's still a, a Brolin. God, that kid. Uh, Josh Brolin looks exactly like fucking his dad. Yeah. His dad. Oh. He looks like his dad. His, his old. Pop. It's like his, it's, it's like, like his, McNamara was. It's like his, his dad. dad had sex with his dad, <laughs> <laughs> and his dad got pregnant. <laughs> okay, there's a speaking of Grindhouse, which we're gonna we're gonna discuss Grindhouse for your for your pleasure. That scene where um, him and Marley Shelton are together in the room, his head is at least six <laughs> times the size of hers. That's a good scene, though. That's a really speaking good speaking of Marley Shelton. It's like Rod Rodriguez is the only guy that ever hires her, and I think she's pretty. She's pretty good. She's pretty cute, at least. I'm surprised she, that she's in more stuff. This was the first time I've ever seen her in a movie where she actually had some presence to me. Where did, what else has she been? She was in? in like what is it? Was it Valentine? Yep. Oh God, was she? Yeah. Star. She That's was so bad in that movie. Well, that movie was horrible. I know, but uh, you so know, dumb. If if you're the lead, I mean, so. she didn't have a lot to work with in Grindhouse, all things considered. Yeah. But uh, but she looked pretty she good. Was good. I, I, actually, she looked weird. She looked good. They dressed her in clothes that sometimes made her yeah. look really big. She's in Bubble Boy. Oh, Bubble was Boy? she in Bubble Boy? I didn't um, see that. I never but she was in Sin off. City. She was the girl at the beginning, right? Yeah. 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 In the demo scene. 
But man, she's I think she's pretty. And so, I, I, anyway, Grindhouse, what, what did so you guys for, think? So okay, I liked it a lot. I, I did had too. A, I had a good time. Um, I understand why. I, 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 you see two sides of the argument as far as people's take on the movie. Uh-huh. There are people, obviously, the people like the first half and people that like the second half yep. better. Most people, the argument is, you don't know what you're talking about if you like the first half better because it's more fun, but you're dumb because you don't know what a grindhouse movie is. And the other argument is that Tarantino's is too boring and meandering and too much discussion. And you don't know what you're talking about because it's about having fun. I think it's dumb to have to even pick, but Tarantino's is better. <laughs> <laughs> See, I disagree with you entirely. I know. I, mean, I know you guys like Planet Terror more. I like Rodriguez's more. Although I, I like Tarantino. I, I love Tarantino. I think he's great. But we did not need three separate discussions of nothing. We did not need three Tarantino-type discussions where everybody's sitting around talking about nothing. They're actually talking about something, we but I disagree. We had three scenes like that. Three? We didn't, we didn't need that. Is that all he can do? Uh, he's very. Good. I think he's great at dialogue, and I think those scenes are great. Actually. I thought but I thought, I thought he, he does. I felt like for me, it almost felt like he was doing a Tarantino impersonation in the first one. Yeah, it was you know, not an I'll tell you what, though, this is grew up with. It this was an is, homage to his own film. This is what bugged me about Planet Terror is I think Planet Terror is a more of a parody than a tribute to the to those Grindhouse films, and I'm not well versed in the Grindhouse. Which is films. the point? I guess so, but I think well, it's, you should have been at my house when the bookshelf fell. <laughs> but I think it's in a way. I think that that's. To me, it's not that as enter- entertaining. I mean, you get like people like Jeff Fahey, Michael Bean. You get those actors to be in your films. And it's pronounced Bean, Bean, Bean yeah. or whatever, and they're they're very and they're very good in, in Grindhouse, I think. But you know, he didn't really doesn't do a lot with those characters. It's just kind of more of what you know. How much shit can I get in this film that parodies right. these other films? Well, and that's fine. I, I had a fun watching it, but I think Tarantino's movie to me is the actual film of the of of those well, two. From what I understood, that was the whole point was Rodriguez's sure. film. From what I understood, that's fine, but it's, I don't think it's as entertaining as as Tarantino's. See, I think it's twenty times more entertaining than Tarantino's. Yeah. I thought it, Tarantino's was way too dull, except for the, whenever Kurt Russell was there, he was great, but he wasn't in there near enough. It was disjointed. I actually liked after the first, like after obviously once, um, once the car chase, started, once the girl gets in, into Kurt Russell's car after the, you know the, the, he gives uh, Rose, uh, Rose uh, McGowan. McGowan a ride home. From there on, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that it is very disjointed as far as the story they're trying to say. But did you guys realize that like Hugh Laurie almost beat out Steve Buscemi for the role in Fargo? Are you kidding? No. Where's the joke? You bastard. What a, I'm so hooked. Yeah, what, what, what the hell? Uh, Peter Stormer would have... <laughs> Grindhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, uh, the best is that you have me on, on tape going... Really? Like I was really like <laughs> you fucking pussy. Um, but Planetary Planetary is not a legit grindhouse movie. But at the end of the day, I thought what I was hoping to see was a celebration of grindhouse, and what I got wasn't necessarily, you know, what what they really what they what I hoped their intention was was they they were going to show us the good stuff. Yeah. You know, and 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 Planetary, to me, it's more like just like a, like an '80s film. That we just happened to happen to be made now because it, it was way too extravagant, way too much effects and all that for it to be a legitimate. Oh, obviously, yeah. Brand. But yeah. it was fun. It was a good time at the movies, and at yeah, the end of the, the day, that's what the registers. Music, it was, you know, it was exactly what it was built. It but, was built to be. But sure. I, I, overall, I mean, I, I love I love the fact that uh, that they did it, and it's a yeah. shame it didn't do well. It is a shame. Yeah, it, it is a shame. shame. I, and, and I do think that Rob Zombie's thing was lame. It's His lame, but they showed most of it. Like they showed the 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 thing, the punchline of that trailer would have been to that the Nicolas Cage 
See, that should never thing. be the punchline. But, but you know, casting because he is uh, yeah, his but own punchline now. Yeah, but it's like I think that's something. It's like a little surprise, and they they show that online or they show that on the trailer. It's like it's, it's like you know, true. Yeah, I mean, then then it just kind of takes the air out of that. It's okay, um, uh, but it's not as good as Edgar Wright's. Or, that one or uh, Eli Roth. Eli Roth was great. I thought yeah, Eli Roth was, was great, was yeah. but don't destroyed me. It's I mean, very like, funny. The yeah. editing at the end, they're just completely. Yeah, it's funny. I think Ross trailer was just it was just sick though. That's the one everybody's going to remember. I think <laughs> the guy just pilgrim. Well, because subtlety wasn't part of his yeah. modus operandi. I don't think it, it ever is. He's yeah. not. It never is. No, yeah. but, but uh, okay. So as far as it being a failure financially, yeah, that's and, a, that's the. I mean, shame. you just can't tell because, like, you know, I, I would have thought it was going to be at least make more money because movies like Sin City and movies like Three Hundred are doing so well. The box office. This, this movie, is, in a way, is reminiscent of those films. Uh, just kind of like a extravaganza, like a big movie, but yeah, I guess you can never tell. Is there I any don't nudity? Think... Was there any nudity in Grindhouse? No, they cut away in, from it in Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Didn't machete. they? You're joking? Oh right? yeah, in the machete oh, yeah. trailer. In the trailers too, Eli, Eli Roth trailer. Oh, oh yeah, with, with the not... chick on the. Yeah, but I mean, like as far as in the actual and, uh, and the Rob actual Zombie too. No. There's the trailers, I think. Yeah, because they cut away from the Rose McGowan love scene. Yeah, unfortunately, no. yeah. Because that's t- the one thing is, I mean, like, I mean, if you want to, the TNA and the violence. Are the two two of the major selling points, and there really wasn't TNA. I mean, no, no. it almost seemed like the the directors, both of them, hired a bunch of girls that they wanted to work with and be around, and girls that like like almost like just for the the uh, the ensemble and having them there. But they they, sure. they 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 weren't able to really use that that tool. I mean, that's a that's a major tool. And and if this this film is already kind of uh, it was kind of a wake up call to a lot of people. You have a lot of people leaving the theater because of the subject matter and all that, but. Mm-hmm. You need to throw in the, the the TNA. I mean, that is so part of those. Well, there's movies. TNA, and there's TNA. Just there's no nudity. There's TNA though. I don't consider v- no, Vanessa from I mean, TNA. That's, you that's, that's TNA the, the go-go nudity. dancing that Rose McGowan does at the beginning of the film is. You cannot is have TNA hot, without nudity. I, she, I, she, I think she looks great. I think she's. I thought she acted great, which was the big surprise. Yeah, I thought she was. I was good. She was she's really good in good. both films. Actually, she was. She was very good. Um, and, and she's, I, I think she's a fun actress. She's a kind of a comedic actress. Um, obviously, I think, but. She's. Uh, I thought she she held her own in both those films, and I, I, that's probably my favorite part of the Rodriguez stuff is the stuff with her leg. Of of all the comedic which they show most in the trailer, yeah, they should not have done that. Of yeah. all the comedic actresses that they used, do you think it was McGowan, <laughs> Zoe, or William McNamara? <laughs> that they did not ask William McNamara to be. What's in this Zoe's film? last name? Flower. Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell. What do yeah. you think of her? I, I loved she, her. Yeah, she was good. I loved her. There's people on the on, on the Trade Message boards who hate her. I don't know why. Violently reacting. And then there's those who are crushing on her, which, that's fine. It's one thing, I mean, like, you know, we're guilty of it, too. Like, we focus completely on whatever their physical attributes or lack thereof are. But she was good. I thought she was she was fun in it. And, and it's one thing I appreciate about Tarantino and Steve, obviously, disagree. I wish she would have shown us Down Under. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it, I think he can almost make anything work, and she's obviously not an actress. She's a, a stunt woman, and I think she did a great job in that film. I'm not saying she's the best actress in it. He didn't make Vanessa Ferlito work. Actually, I did not like Rosario Dawson. I don't think she, oh, she was able to great. deliver the uh, Tarantino dialogue as well as the other ones. I thought she was natural, pretty natural so in that. I, did. I didn't get that. Yeah, I really liked her. She was her. playing against type a little bit, too, though. I just, I don't know. For some reason, it did not connect with me. I didn't think I mean, she, she was able to handle it. She played a Hispanic girl in this. <laughs> you what? Um, Do you think... Um, Maybe it was not marketed well enough. Like they did not push the Rodriguez Tarantino. Uh, they marketed side shit enough? out of this film. I mean, I, the marketing it can't. I mean, maybe, maybe really? they didn't market it right, but they marketed the crap. And, out and, of and it. I can't under how the hell does somebody not realize what double feature means? Yeah, yeah, it means that two features. 
That's what I mean, maybe double that's feature means too. Maybe that's what scared everybody away was the time, the, the length of it, or they calling it a double feature. I don't want to go see two films. You know, maybe that was weird. I don't know. Um, the, I mean, we were talking earlier about the best. Well, what's your what's your favorite part in both those films? Go ahead, Steve. Good lord. Well, it's got to come from Planet Terror, or I, I, actually Edgar Wright's trailer. Is that your favorite part? We 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 were no. I I liked most of Planet Terror. Yeah, Rodriguez. I like it was. Good. I love the fact that he used Freddie Rodriguez to good effect because I like. Yeah, that. I've always good. liked that guy. And, he, and, and, and I like the scenes. The uh, I like the bad editing. I, like I love the, the fact. Editing. It's always good when you have a three yeah. foot guy as your lead. I like the. I like the scenes between uh, Fahey Willow. and, and Bean and the last scene between those guys. I yeah, actually, it might be, it might be the, Tar- were, the Tarantino rape scene, like where he walks in the rape. I hated that scene. He starts. It was pretty fun. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I I think that scene. I don't think Tarantino's good in the film really but i like that scene because it's right. so weird and over the top i did yeah. not like bruce willis the stunt casting there i can i can actually i don't ever want to see bruce willis again mm, i think he's, well guess who's gonna be in your bed tonight really <laughs> no i expect that but i just don't want to see him in a film he's gonna be michael chiklis but from an angle what, he she looks, lost. <laughs> what about you nick what's your favorite part of that well my, my very favorite is the, the little car crashed in, in uh, halfway through yeah, death proof yeah. it, first of all because it's it's very well done mm. and secondly because it it if it, it it removes Vanessa Felito <laughs> from the movie. I thought she was I thought she was great in that movie. Um, but uh, otherwise, actually, it was little little tiny moments yeah. like Naveen Andrews's fate. Yeah, that was that stuff was like fun. that. That, that I mean, fun. like oh, actually, no, I do. My favorite moment in the entire film is when she leaves a kid in the car with a gun. Yeah, that's good. That that's good. Amazing. That was Rodriguez's kid. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll is tell this you kid? something. Yes, yeah, son, which is yeah, responsible. It's even weirder. Um, but uh, no, he filmed an alternate ending to it where his kid survives. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, he that's, did. That's he took me in the DVD. That's bullshit. That that was which might be out. That, next that to week. me. I I was when I saw that he was willing to go there and yeah. that there was no like comeuppance. There was like no secret. It's hilarious. Like, it was so great. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I, I I disagree. I don't think the car chases were quite nearly as good as people say they were. They were fine, but it was. Oh, I liked them. I thought they were great. I mean, I love that shot too where. Uh, Russell kind of loses control and or they run him off the road and he goes in the there's a huge cloud of dust mm-hmm. and then the camera like kind of finds him in the dust like it's like he's over to the right. Around, right I love I love that that's, yeah, I no, that's a great stuff, shot. But, as, but as far as I mean like what makes what makes those films great and even Vanishing Point which I haven't seen in a long time but I used to dig they're it's not that they're great scenes it's just they're they've got a lot of there's a lot of they have great cars very charismatic cars and they've got uh, they got the camera in places where typically you don't t- typically see the camera. Like you know, you you have to have a lot of good camera work and all that. But as far as the editing of it and the, and the whole concept of it, we've seen better car chases. I don't think that I don't think that was the point. No, no, I I don't think it's a grace car chase. I thought it was a pretty good car chase. But I li- I liked it kind of better when um, the girls started preying on uh, old Kurt Russell. They yeah. search, and I love how Kurt Russell turned into the biggest coward. At the yeah, end of and, and and the end, the, the he was like crying. Ending. The I mean, abrupt ending was great. Yeah, and I, there's a lot I really like about the film. I, my favorite part is the is the is the the, the crash up at the halfway through death death proof. Yeah, I that, can't believe it. With um, McGowan? No, that the, that's the, good. When really he bad. when he crashes into the to the oh, Carlota okay, girls, right, okay. yeah, it was crazy with all different perspectives. Um, I, to me, I, I'm a real big. Tarantino guy though I, I kind of like everything he does me too so. and that's why I was a little let down with it yeah I um, liked the action stuff I liked the last 30 minutes it was film. possibly the most overindulgent film of all time though no like as a no, whole no I, I guess you guys don't really like the conversation with the women I, I thought that was no I'm talking about the whole as a I, whole oh Grindhouse like these two directors oh yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah. two directors all these tools 
big budget, which of course defies. If they really, I mean, what would what what would the film have been like if they were forced to work on a shoestring? It would have been interesting. It would have been more of a, like a grindhouse film. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I had a great time, and I can't complain. I mean, the fact that they did it, you know, it comes at, at no cost to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... It's yeah, a, it'll yeah, be interesting know. to see. I guess the, there's talk of both films being expanded, I guess, or maybe just Tarantino's, but it'll be interesting to see uh, how those films end up being shaped if they, if they actually are going to do that for the DVD. They're going to do that. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe maybe there'll be better films. I, I, I th- I'm disappointed. I think someone said on the, on the boards that it would have been nice for this to be a franchise where other filmmakers came in and kind of riffed on mm-hmm. Grindhouse. Uh, that would have been nice, but it's not going to happen. First, first person I would choose would be Steve Miner. Get Steve Miner in there. Yeah. Get William Cat. <laughs> get and then get and then get the, do a skating movie right before it. Grind. Yeah. Because Micah, Micah did not like Death Proof. No, I. You know what I've. I've Put my objections on the board, so I'm not going to really repeat them here. Did you I like Planet Terror though? I haven't talked. I much like about Planet that. Terror, and I like most of Death Proof. Yeah, just the second half kind bothered of, you. Okay, yeah, bothered oh. me, but no big deal. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, he, uh, he said today, and in, in like the reaction to the movie's box office performance, that it's not going to be marketed as Grindhouse ever again. Like these films will be as soon as they leave the theater, they will be forever separated. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he he thinks like the double feature thing kind of fucked them as far as which was what he was initially worried about with Kill Bill, right? Yeah, and he and he tried he tried to talk both of them out of it, and they said no, we really wanted to be together. I mean, you got to hand it to the Weinstein's. I mean, I guess in this case, I mean, they went with something that's totally different and then tried it. You know, um, they're totally failing, I guess, as a company, but at least they tried it. If those movies came out separately. People would be not liking them that much. I think they'd like that. I think there'd be a, these race for death proof. But I think Planet Terror would get really lost in the shuffle. I d- disagree. I, I don't. I th- I think Planet I think Planet Terror kind of works because it's paired with a better a better filmmaker. I think. Death but proof is so flimsy. It's so thin. I don't think so, it's man. How, how's it, here's a, how how would you market death proof on its own? Like the marketing for Grindhouse was like ninety nine point nine maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they both have to be together. I mean, maybe they do because it, it's it's so dependent on. On the idea of what as an experiment, what what they're yeah, trying to do. My criteria but, for what that movie needed to be was far different. But than I if think they were features. I think Planetary is far flimsier. I mean, I think the film. I know, is, but the it's, film it's, is par- it's the more films g- parroting is so there's it's so much worse than the films is parroting. Planet Terror. You'll tell you what, Planet Terror. You release Planet Terror on its own in the theater, and the fifteen year olds are gonna love it. No, they're, it'll be like, it'll be like Slither. It's ultra. I it. It'd it'd be ultra like violent. It's ultra violence for 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 kids. It'd be like it'd be like Slither. You have no cast that people recognize. Um, you get you get this in, and it's not as good as Slither, but you got this in jokey thing that people don't get. I mean, they'd be like, they, they wouldn't go. I mean, they didn't go see Land of the Dead. They wouldn't go see Planet Terror on its own. They didn't. They won't go see Planet Terror with Death Proof combined. I mean, there's no way they would go see. There's no Death way to Proof. make that. I think in a successful film, there's really. no way they would go see Death Proof if they would not see Planet Terror. There's flat out no way. I disagree. Tarantino's got more of a building audience. Planet has more going on in it. Wait, wait. Which made more money? Which made more money? Slither or Grindhouse? Has Grindhouse? Okay. But you're right. I mean, Rodriguez actually does have a track record. I just think that the I think they could. I don't know. You're right. Maybe they both. He has maybe a track even record. Apart, they'd be Check his better. arms. What? I don't know. And, and I don't care about box office. I mean, that sucks that it didn't do better because it'd be nice to have more films like this. Both deserve better face. Yeah, they do. All um, right. But there's Fuck talk off. of uh, Tarantino's movie being shown at Cannes Con- uh, Film Festival, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. 
if the film would have been a huge hit, maybe people would have rested on their laurels and accepted it. But now they have to f- place blame or think that the reason that it wasn't a huge hit was because of the reason it was named or the reason well, there's it talk was of, edited. No, it's there bullshit. Is, it is bullshit. But there was talk of he was going to do that before it came out anyway. His style was cramped because he had to cut it down to fit into the double. That's the thing. I mean, the guy needs to edit himself. I mean, Kill Bill shouldn't have been too yeah, He didn't need three conversations. Kill Bill was great, I think. Essentially the same thing. I love Kill Bill. They should have just been fingering each other the whole time. Ent- I, I entirely agree. All you have to do is, when you, whenever you've got four four pretty ladies on screen, just have them The three and then out. Vanessa Ferlito. Yeah, okay. Three and a bit. Three three and a coos. <laughs> cut. I, I, I can't. Perfect place to cut. Yeah. <laughs> three and a coos. Dun, 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 dun. Hello, this is old man. You begged for a more hot thought discussion and now you have it. Now stop begging or I'll give you something to beg for. Your life. I actually developed leg muscles and the ability to kick and kick and kick all night long. Imagine yourself after seven hours of continuous kicking. Think of the wetness. Think of your sore heart. Think of calmer times when all you had to worry about was pulling out of your own time. Mr. Robinson has joined the Chud Podcast crew for this second half and I hope you are entertained. I have to go now. I have important plans involving a dolphin. Yeah. But the, this movie is filled with guys. It's like people that you don't... It's, it's almost like you guys are getting... Reminding people about all these great people that typically get pigeonholed, and you get to have fun with them. And, and yeah, I think so. I think that was the fun sort of casting, and particularly, we, you know, it's such a huge ensemble. There's like 50 speaking parts. And we kind of had a little logic to it that all of the police service would be played by the more comedic actors, and all of the villagers to be played by the real heavyweight thefts. And certainly, like, a lot of them, you know, it's no coincidence that a lot of them have played, like, baddies in Hollywood genre films, you know. And also, there are actors that we wanted to see again, you know, that kind of, that maybe we hadn't seen, you know, like, in films, or certainly in British films. So, like, great to kind of get, like, um, Timothy Dalton, you know, Billy Whitelaw, Edward Woodward, uh, Stuart Wilson, who I fucking love, you know, sort of, like, it was just, it was like a dream ensemble. And Belloc. And yeah. Bella, Bella. <laughs> let us not forget. That was quite just. I mean, for me, as a, I mean, we're all fans of Raiders, but to, to be sharing screen time with him and, and chatting with him in the, uh, you know, when we were resting between shots about Raiders, and uh, he, 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 you, you said, but oh, I said after after I, I've been waiting to ask him this question for about sort of you know five weeks, and then eventually there was a not that I had any time between takes, but the the one thirty seconds I did, I said. Paul, it's always something I've been meaning to ask you. He goes, is it about the fly? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a kid, that, that, that scene right. the fly yeah. goes in. And Pauline Kale apparently in the, uh, you know, wrote in her review about sort of, uh, Paul Freeman shows his commitment to the role. I don't know why I'm doing an English accent for Pauline Kale. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's not going to complain. Uh, no, she's dead. <laughs> what? I, can't do, I can't do the New York accent. Do a was... dead accent. He <laughs> 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 goes, Hot, the hot fuzz creators summoned the, the spirit of Pauline Kale <laughs> to commune. Pauline, can you hear us? Did you like hot Don't fuzz? Don't start fucking with the occult. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Why'd you call Gene Six? Just go back. <laughs> they get like a ghostly thumbs down. <laughs> Four <laughs> halos down. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. But uh, so, did, what, did he, what was his take? Because it looks, I mean, like, it, it, when you're a kid... You, oh, he, he, he didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even but know... But Laserdisc now on DVD, you oh, can yeah. kind of see, it looks like it disappears, like, yeah, it flies yeah. off the last Yeah, yeah, and no, he didn't even know, but he said people does. ask him about it all the time. I think probably it didn't go in, I think it probably it, it, it impacted on the surface. See, I, I was hoping you were going to say, <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you all this time, was it really beautiful? 
Yeah. What was in there? <laughs> it's beautiful. I said, it's just uh, a hand basher. I told him uh, <laughs> I'd got, I, had a chance, I had a chance to read the Frank Darabont's Indie 4 script, and, uh, mm. and it, I really, really, really liked it. And I, and I had a conversation with Paul about it and told him about it, and I felt, I felt so complete. <laughs> <laughs> Frank had said it's like his, it's one of the favorite things he's ever it's written. It's brilliant. It's really funny. It's got everything, in, uh, it had everything an indie movie should have. It's got, you know, great set pieces. A little infestation moment where there's a lot of something horrible, you know, kind of. It's really, th- really good. I think George Lucas passed note back because by his criteria, it wasn't disappointing enough. <laughs> <laughs> Indy's Indy's um, Indy's goiter wasn't big enough. <laughs> That's what chases him down the tunnel now. Isn't it? <laughs> it's George Lucas's George goiter Lucas runs down. Oh Christ! This is going to be edited, right? <laughs> you don't want to be in a new Star Wars anyway. We're just going to make it louder. That man's got power. Simon's, Simon's just crying about his his lost role in Indy Four now. <laughs> Long round. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> round round. But uh, okay, but tell me, tell me, tell me which is your second favorite indie film? Second, second favorite? I'd go for Temple of Doom. Doom. I you. think they go Thank down. You. Last Crusade, I think, is he's Misha's shaking his head. Um, I think Last Crusade is a Jedi-style rehash of the first two. Mm. It's, it's got great bits in it, but I, 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 Temple of Doom, I remember as a nine-year-old thinking it was amazing, yeah. and then sort of saying, "Oh no, but you're not supposed to like that one." And then rewatching it, thinking, "No, you know, bits of it are annoying, but it is still oh, incredible." Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's annoying; it's just pretty bleak. You know, you can see they were both in a pissy mood when they wrote it, and it, and it has it's a bit nasty, but it's much better than I think. You know, when when something is starting to to fade, you always bring in a new character. You know, it's like Poochie on The Simpsons, <laughs> Scrappy Doo. Do you think the makers of Scooby-Doo had gone through a messy divorce before Scrappy? I think so. No, but I mean, with, with Last Crusade, I think Sean Connery was that, you know. Even though people really like that character, I think it's like, oh, we don't need to see his dad, really. Let's just have him kicking ass and being Indi- Indiana Jones, you know. Divorce albums are always quite interesting. It's like the sort of Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom is the uh, They're Them Idea <laughs> album. Oh. It's like we're having. A, I'm having a really bad time. Let's write something really racist. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is a bit unapologetically <laughs> and unforgivably racist, <laughs> and also misogynistic as well. It's terribly misogynistic. Yeah, it, it is oh, racist. Well, Kate Capshaw is your foil. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Really. I, I love it. I, I, I don't know something about. I, I guess what was it? Eighty four. I was. A, I was twelve. I mean, that's the right age at that time to see these guys who are. Drunk with power, you know, haven't you know, not catering to the mainstream a little bit. They they did some crazy shit in that movie. Oh uh, yeah, and it's a, you know, and also that. like the kind of like one of the probably the last, you know, films to kind of like use amazing matte paintings and stuff like that. All that kind of aspect to it is yeah. is great. I actually think Kate Blanchett is good casting for Indy Four. She's great. It's like per, it seems like perfect casting for the new hair. She looks great. Ray Winston. Well, they announced incredible. Nick had a good point there. She has the she has the legs. To pull off the Indiana jar, uh, Indiana style woman with very long, thin trousers on. Oh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's like when she was Catherine Hepburn in the Aviator. Absolutely. Uh, that's a pointer for. Um, yeah, I got this from a lesbian friend of mine. But <laughs> if you can imagine what a woman looks like in a man's suit, that's uh, that's a good sign. For, actually, not to mention names, but a, a lesbian crew member on um, Hot Fuzz. What? hadn't heard of Kate Blanchett and I said what kind of lesbian are you? Because <laughs> we said oh Kate Blanchett's going to be in the film and she goes who's Kate Blanchett? I said what? You've got to know that. Yeah Ray Winston. 
That's, imp- that's amazing. I was pretty bummed. As yeah. much as I want to hate oh, the film, what? they're really... No, because I love Ray Winston, yeah. but I want to be in the Indiana Jones board. What's Ray they, Winston They haven't finished casting yet. He's been... Uh, he's, been <laughs> the, he's, he's joined the cast. Yeah. Ray Winston is kind of... Apparently, he's Indy's sidekick. Is that right? Is that really yeah, right? that's what they say. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be more like Marcus Brody. In that, ca- in right. that case, Indy's his sidekick. Because uh, you put those two guys next to each other, you know who the hard guys in that group. Can yeah. you imagine Ray Winston in Indiana Jones? It's like scum meets. <laughs> well, he's already had a boulder land in his pool, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Ray Winston's going to have a, a sock full of boulders. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to nix Indy's sock full of sand. Why don't you nosh off my whip? <laughs> Tell me what would be awesome Spoiling. if the first scene they kill off Indy and Ray Winston's a star. You know? I do. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. yeah. That, of course, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> so, hot fives. <laughs> oh, so right. yeah, you guys have made a film? Yeah. Yeah. No, the cool thing is, is like, uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead, and this is something, I, I, always, I always gauge people, like, by Shaun of the Dead. It's like, you ask them, you're like, <laughs> am I, is this, per-? like, okay, you're okay, you're attractive, whatever, but what's your take on this movie? And it, it used to be like Evil Dead 2, or it used to be like Reanimate or whatever, but now it's Shaun of the Dead. And the cool thing about that movie is that it still has a 100% rate. I have not ever oh, met cool. anybody that doesn't like it. Oh, that's great. And I have a feeling Hot Fuzz, I mean, Hot Fuzz takes the same, it does the same thing. It's the same kind of thing. It's sneaky. It's totally, it's like, it doesn't have like that one big fucking a pie joke. It's got yeah. a bunch of layered stuff. It doesn't have the one. That's, that's what we're missing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I really wish there was a way that you guys could bottle it up and spread it around like fairy dust because I don't know what your, what your process is or how you guys do it. And I mean, and not just the writing of it, just the whole, I mean, obviously the, everybody that's in the movie seems to be a part of something. What do you think this pollen is today? We brought our own gold dust. <laughs> brought our own comedy, yeah, everyone, our comedy sprinkles. Everyone's allergic to it. <laughs> yes. And then, um, I, I don't know. I suppose you know what. Sorry. Okay. No. No. It's fine. I was going to say. All I was going to say is that the, the, the only thing I can think of is that we we put a lot of uh, without sounding like a hippie, we put a lot of love into what we do and, and take a lot of care over it. So I don't know if that's, that's it. exactly what I was going to say as well. TLC. TLC. I don't understand why why you guys are, are like the only ones who seem to be getting parodies right these days because it's not only that you parody things but you take the the source material seriously like Shaun of the Dead works even without the comic beats as a really good zombie film yeah and it's like now nowadays parodies are just so lazy and it's a gay romance yes <laughs> yeah and then Again. they just represent scenes you know like with epic movie or whatever and it's like oh yeah but now it's got toilet humor yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. I mean. I mean. We don't even like to think of them. We. We don't really. I mean. Even though there's lots of riffing in the out mm-hmm. sort of uh, sort of parodic. Parod. Parodic beats. Parodian. Oh, let's use that. I'm going to go with parodian. Parodian. But you know, we don't like to think of them as spoofs as such because what we try and do is make them like funny genre films that they kind of exactly what you said is that they happen to be. You know that Shrunded is a, a horror film that happens to be funny, or, or the characters' reactions happen to be funny. Hot Fuzz is about taking kind of like, you know, sort of one genre and just putting it in a different location, and that's kind of the overall game. But all the all the beats and all the relationships should kind of work, and all of the jokes and even the references is all just gravy, really. You really need so, your own genre, your own. <laughs> well, I think it's so. Weird like I just trying. you know, I, I I like them to be sort of seen as genre films. I mean, people don't really talk about American Wealth in London as being a spoof as such. It's kind of like a, a funny horror film. Yeah. <coughs> Evil Dead 2 isn't really a spoof, you know. Yeah. Even like Tarantino stuff isn't really a spoof, but he's kind of like, yeah. he's riffing on things, you know. He's kind of like, he's he's, he's doing, uh, not to kind of put ourselves in the same bracket, you know, to not to 
sound immodest or anything, but like I, I think probably we I would hope that we're more like what Quentin does than the makers of Epic Movie because exactly Epic Movie is just like you know those things are just sort of like, it becomes like an end of year review. It doesn't even fit its own remit of the title. It's like Epic Movie and then it's kind of got like Bora and Nacho Libre. It doesn't even make any <laughs> oh, sense. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> but not to sort of like but not to say that we don't you know. But what what is interesting is a parallel with those films. Uh, to go back to kind of say like the Mel Brooks films, the really great Mel Brooks films are the ones where he's totally affectionate about the subject matter and there's a lot of love in it. Like Young Frankenstein is amazing because you can tell that he knows those universal horror films inside out and he loves them and it's, you know, it's very funny but it is totally affectionate and I, I think that's a, a similar thing to what we do is that we wouldn't spend two years of our life making something in a genre that we hated. Yeah. It's not about ridicule. It's totally about kind of like a love letter. I think our, our, our kind of our kind of um, sort of pitch is somewhere between Young Frankenstein and American Wolf in London. You know, because in, in like say with Blazing Saddles, that is a western, mm -hmm. but he does he's slightly more self-reflexive in that he comes out of it to draw attention to it. We kind of never really break out of the genre to draw attention to it. We use we operate within it all the time, exclusively and faithfully. Um, so I guess that's kind of what I did because I was trying to think the other day about about parodies and what they were and and you're right you know even though Mel Brooks is is really making fun of those films he clearly really loves them maybe so, not spaceballs no obviously no there, well, there's a point when it stops when he's yeah. started just to pick genres you know which we hope not to do but honestly there was a time when parody wasn't really a bad word but it has kind of become one I think it's a shame I use the biggest Zucker Brothers fan you know and then unfortunately that kind of style has been co-opted by so many people that it will never be fresh again and it's 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 a you know it's it's a shame in a way because that's kind of like you know beyond kind of like the first naked gun it starts kind of going sort of alright you know when everybody starts doing it and, and also then it's sort of just going through the motions of like you know I don't think that they those any of those three guys really kind of thought you know what I'd really like to do a Top Gun spoof it kind of like maybe it was the only thing they could get off the ground at that yeah. point not that Hot Shots doesn't have its well, high points it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, that's the thing I think sort of like that, that's what we like doing is we, we like just telling stories and it, it's got to be about like if, the thing is also with those films is that like they only exist from joke to joke and if a joke stiffs then the entire film flatlines and I suppose what, what we do is um, is that if you know it's about the characters really first and foremost and then the jokes come on top of that that's why Airplane is so good because it exists joke to joke joke to joke and every single one of them yeah. hits you know? it's got like a 100% <laughs> hit rate yeah. and uh, Top Secret has a 90% <laughs> hit rate well, no, when, when Airplane came out it was I mean was it 80 or 81 80 or yeah it was I, I, I never there was no theatre experience to compare to it it was just like how, how do you breathe how do you, how do you, yeah, you yeah. it's like you're being put into an alien world it's like you know, in a good way yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, none of that. Right. But, um, but <laughs> I just uh, had to point out no for program. pedants that I just realised that um, the divorce album, the Marvin Gaye divorce album, is not there, there, my dear, but here, my dear. I don't want to look like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it just suddenly came to me that I got Shave it more often. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> well, they, they, they came and signalled us. The colours match the cuts. <laughs> But uh, did you have a TV question? I, I want to see uh, Nick. Are you doing more Danger Fifty Thousand? No. Right. <laughs> no, no the work, you know what? It was too dangerous. We got. We did two series, and I was hospitalised twice in the second series, and then uh, they were kind of um, wondering what to do for the third, and there were things like, you know, you get that. What's it called? The vomit comet in Russia and stuff, uh, where they 
Fuck that. They wanted me to fight a bear and. <laughs> my heart, not again. My heart wasn't in it, to be honest. But I really liked it. That you know, it's one of the favourite things I've ever done. Really. Yeah. yeah. They sit with Danger. They 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 rather strangely released the DVD, but but made it cost a fortune, didn't they? Yeah, it was twenty quid. And they didn't put any extras on it at all. Apart so from I fucking zombies. went spare and find them up and said, "Look, you got you got to put all the outtakes on it at least, at the very least." And they came back to me and said, "Oh, we've we've lost the series." So they lost the series. So you'd be amazed actually how much you have to fight to do good DVDs this day. It's all about kind of profit margins and stuff. I even had from uh, you know somebody who should remain nameless, but about even about a hot fuzz DVD that they you know we wanted to put as many extras on there as possible. And somebody said, but you know uh, people don't really like extras. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. But you think why would I mean you know what I really like Danger and stuff, but. Why would you pay forty dollars for a single DVD with nothing else in it? That's why we made series. the zombies. We made a sort of Danger Fifty Thousand Zombies yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing it's, because it's we, like an hour and a half. It's, it's yeah, a it's, long episode. It's about half an hour long. It's, <laughs> it's on YouTube, but it was kind of like it was it was Nick's way of putting something on there that's that's not just the show. But I think the sales figures bore out their fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Uh, I think it. it Two. I think worldwide it's done about um, seven. <laughs> 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 I 